Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, January 15th, 2023. Today on the Ether, from idea to launchpad with PS Labs, hosted by One Planet. Let's take a listen. What's going on, everybody? How are you doing, Matic Man? Dave? What's up, Edwin? Man, good to be in the space. Hey, Dave. PS Labs. David, I think. Good to be here. Evening, guys. It's evening for me anyway. Uh, fully dark, fully cold. Um, and uh, apparently it's um, we're going to get a lot of snow, um, but I live near the coast, so hopefully not too badly affected. Um, really good, Edwin, Tony. Great to hear from you both. It's actually 3 a.m. here, so I've definitely got the energy drink here beside me. <laughs> oh, damn. You, so I love your commitment. And that's what David had to do for our last Twitter space. Yes. <laughs> Wait, where are you? If it's 3 a.m., you must be in, like, South Korea. I'm actually in Beijing. Oh, I've damn. Yeah, been here for seven years, but getting ready in three weeks to move ah. back to the States. Oh, <laughs> well, good luck. I hope, uh, I hope the move goes well and everything. That's crazy. I just assumed you lived in the States. Because you now, just see, sound quite ed- American. I've been a teacher. <laughs> yeah, been in education been oh, for seven years. Yeah, English teacher. Actually, English and history. I've been teaching at international oh, school, but yeah. I've been a, an administrator too. So, oh, there you go. International. It's been a school, good run, but ready to get back. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, no, that's super interesting. Uh, I come from like a huge a family of just all teachers, and it's just. Uh, like half of them just had full men- like mental breakdowns during COVID because teachers just got treated so badly during the whole time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I hope you all good. I hope you are fine in China, and um, I hope your move goes well, man. Yeah, Hello, David. It. David Swinbank. Have we met before? Uh, I think we might have um, come across each other on spaces yeah. uh, in the past, but I imagine it would have been one of One Planet's spaces if we did. Yeah, I recognise your voice. Um, but anyway, yeah, thank you uh, for today in this space. I'm going. David, I, I wanted to just check: Are we having any more of your team members join us today? Uh, I asked um, Raf to come along. Tom Payton, unfortunately, is... I'm going to message him now, see if we can get him in. Um, But he has a child. He recently just had a new baby boy. So I haven't really been um, pushing him to, well, do anything, to be honest. 
but um i'm gonna i'm gonna just drop it i'm just more of just like leaving him cues of like it will be nice if you can come got it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean with a kid you you your schedule is all over the place i'm sure you know what's interesting i i was watching some youtube shorts and it there was a there was this this guy huberman is his last name but i've been seeing him pop up a lot more recently he was talking about how men when when you know they when they just have kids men are are also um gaining fat <laughs> like their body releases some type of hormone to uh to help them <laughs> uh physically because the the body knows that it's going to have a crazy schedule and not really focusing on themselves no. too much is that true i don't know man i was like whoa that, that's crazy but you know there's Who's that this term. guy like it's like, i was just gonna say is this guy like an actual medical professional or is he like a, a youtube doctor well that, that's the good questions i think he's an actual doctor i've been seeing him <laughs> i saw him on like uh i think he was talking to joe rogan or something or i forgot but anyways i just you mentioned right now you know uh him having a baby so i, yeah. I was just like the i was dad worried actually you, know? you were gonna say yeah i mean like i've already got i've already got a dad bod so i'm not looking forward to like to having a kid it's gonna be like dad bod squared i've been like working my ass off to like try just burn off all this all this fat i've like paid for and spent all this time eating anyway i, I thought you were actually going to bring up my little brother when you said you're watching youtube shorts because um uh my little brother over covid became really famous on tiktok and youtube just making korean food so i was like really worried <laughs> you're gonna be like i saw this guy with your same last name uh but anyway <laughs> yeah i'm sure you, i'm sure you'll come across him eventually that's that's cool man that that's awesome to hear yeah it's a it's a good time right now right to to dive into content creation if that's something that you're interested in there's a lot of opportunities there so yeah i mean he did especially in covid i think like twitter really took off but i'll let i'll, let, I'll hand it over to you now and um you go for it dude yeah man let, let's do this we got a a good amount of listeners here and i know that the rec gang is having their own twitter space right now so uh, i'm sure they're having fun over there but uh, i wanted to just uh, share a little bit of the agenda and then we'll get started so the goal with this twitter space from idea to launch pad is to dive in and focus on you right now right ps labs and and hear more about your story you know how you got started and and obviously we want to know more about the polygon citizens your collection that will be launching in in a day pretty much right um on the 17th with one planet and our launch pad and so we got dave here who is very well known around the polygon community and uh talking to founders and so we kind of just let him um, interview you, right? And get to know you and, and your project and your team. And uh, then we let listeners come up and ask questions as well if they have some. Um, but that's the goal of today. Just really dive in. And that way the community here is informed about what you are creating. And uh, they can be ready for, for the public round 
unless they got their their OG whitelist or their regular whitelist through some of the events that we put together. But with that being said, Dave, just want to let you kind of uh, um, get started here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm, I really like doing these and it's great to to meet, you know, at the moment, the projects that, that have come over from from Terra with you guys um, and get a better understanding of, of who's coming to the Polygon ecosystem and, and what they're offering. Um, just quickly, uh, anyone in the room before we start, um, this room's at the top. Um, any retweets would be massively appreciated. Um, and then uh, PS Labs, um, I don't know if you want me to call you PS Labs or something else, um, but I've popped your pin tweet at the top. If there's any other tweets that you want to share as we go through, feel free. Uh, to thank you. PS, PS Labs is fine. Uh, my name is also David, so I think it's easier if you call, call me PS Labs. Yeah, the, the, it gets confusing in spaces with, with Dave's, like that's already a thing. Um, I mean, <laughs> when when I do these, I really want to kind of get to know you a little bit as well, because loads of people will ask you about your project and you'll be talking about your project everywhere, uh, which is fantastic and what you should be doing. But I really want to kind of um, give people the opportunity to sort of understand a little bit about uh, you as an individual, um, why you're in crypto um, and what you want to achieve with your project. Oh. That's not too broad that's quite uh no it's not too broad because it's actually a very specific moment why i'm in crypto at least with the project with ps labs uh i've always i remember like people just like going to a park just in like london with a bunch of friends like over 10 years ago and someone offering me a bitcoin for like 50 pence because he just wanted me to like try it and um he was like shilling his bags real hard and I just had no clue what he was talking about. And so then like years later go by, I'm watching it, reading news, but I'm a student. I like can't afford anything, you know. I would like to buy it. Even if at like $10, $20, I didn't even have the money to buy any of the, any of that. But I had a brother-in-law who's like uh, like a German. I've been with like my wife since we were in our early 20s and her sister was with her current like boyfriend and partner also around the same amount of time and so i was like we'd all hang out as like sort of a you know all four together as couples and he was like mining ethereum in his bathroom like one eve like every day um just had like computers set up as like <laughs> mining rigs in different places and he was like telling me david you gotta buy it you gotta like you know i think obviously we're all in crypto we all know these people um and i was like I, w I, I was like i'd love to dude but i am just poor as fuck and i can't afford to spend it even if i spent money on this i'd be taking that money out like literally within a few days to like buy the things i need anyway that's like first interactions with it right and then, like, I just watching it in the news. Then, like, my best friend from school, um, best mate ever, do everything together. He uh, got onto a, uh, he got involved with a company called Foundation. Um, and so he's one of the he's the very very first hire for a marketplace on Ethereum called uh, Foundation App. And he and I was just I I hang out with him like every single day. So he was like, especially during the first bull run for NFTs, he was like, it was like I've never seen anyone like so involved in their work, so passionate. And then like just he said it was like a like a house on fire, and like just the demand and everyone going crazy and the amount of money is crazy. And 
and just trying to keep the whole thing going. And I just felt, I was like so excited. I just can't wait to see him again so that I can like find out more about like how his work is going. Um, and then like, uh, for me, that was the real moment where, because, you know, even Bitcoin is one thing, but NFTs was the first, my background is totally content creation. I've always created content since I was like 17 for my entire professional life. So as soon as NFTs came along, that was like finally like an element, like that's a part of crypto I can actually interact with without being like a total novice. And um, yeah, and then like, it was really attractive to me. So I like kept a close eye on that. Uh, did some like small one-on-one stuff with foundation when my when that was going um and then like wasn't i didn't really get much traction with that as because i was just doing photography and i didn't really know the whole crypto twitter game and community aspects of like how important that is um so yeah it kind of like dropped off i just went back to doing my normal content like creative work as like working in london and stuff like that but then um uh January of 2022, so just like last year, um, my father-in-law like passed away, and then I went to, um, I had to go to Germany for his funeral, and we spent a two-week period living in his apartment um, in quarantine because Germany was being quarantined. Um, while before we could even go to the funeral so during that time I, I was like just really got my head into like just online tutorials on like ai and um different sort of, like back then it was like so basic like actually what the ai could do but even it was amazing even back then even but compared to what it can do now is crazy so yeah i just like taught myself the fundamentals of like all this ai art and um after the two weeks of being quarantined i knew what i was doing and one month after that i had like a full five thousand piece collection which is like now the x collection which we dropped on terra in in sort of late february february 24th and um that's how ps lab started it was just like me making this thing in like my stepfather's apartment because i couldn't do anything else and um and like i i've got a i've maybe i have to add on top of this is like i run studios and businesses in london and they were all good they were all like after two years of covid problems basically were having financial problems so i needed to like create something i need to pull something out my ass and like it had and it had to like prop up like all this stuff and so that's exactly what I, with all that pressure, I, I like produced the X collection and it just saved everything. And like now there are now all the business is going fine. So that's like, you know, nothing to worry about, but um, yeah, that's how it all started. Just uh, coming to terror. I've got to actually add one more thing. You know, that brother-in-law or that, the, that I said was mining ETH in his bathroom. When I was in Germany, I was learning the AI stuff. When I came out of quarantine, he's like, David, you need to release this on terror. And I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about, but I'll do exactly what you say. And I did exactly what he said. And he was totally correct. Like it was, you know, I couldn't have asked for like a better start 
into sort of the crypto world um and yeah i just I, from this day i still just listen to what what that guy says because he's just a super like og crypto dude who i mean he's younger than me and he's retired so <laughs> i'm like yeah just do he knows what he's talking about so, um anyway that's the background there i've just uh in case like we got i got a uh but tom payton should be in the room uh i think so if he if he's asked to come up onto the stage he's been working very closely with me on the current collection he's the guy i said had just had a had a, has a kid so he's been very difficult to get hold of but he's here now so if he comes up just let him up anyway sorry man david back to you i uh, hope i answered the question no, I, I personally for me you did i i could hear like the excitement in your voice as you were talking about your introduction by the way tom hit the request button if you're free um but you know like as you found your introduction to crypto i could hear kind of like the emotions of your journey so like that that's what i was looking for uh david oh no well yeah the whole thing you know what is even heightened even right now it's super heightened because we're about to we're making like another major move into polygon it seems like it's going to be very well received and it just i think it's very hard as like a creator to not be um and i've created like a really a lot of stuff throughout my whole life and um it's like a very cathartic feeling when you when you make something and it's out and and people like it or don't like it or they buy it or don't buy it and um it, it, you know it's an experience that you can't get really from anywhere else and i uh, i know this experience well i still get it all the time and like and as i've got older less so i feel it like less so but i'm definitely feeling it very strong over the past few days I think this this space is so exciting as well all the time, even when it's maybe not going the way you want it to. Um, things aren't quite happening as expected. There's still so much going on um, and, and so many silver linings be, behind the clouds. Um, I'm really excited this year for Polygon for a lot of reasons. Um, but you kind of mentioned a couple of things, and I think it's like going to be a really good way to introduce people to that don't know about PS Labs to the project. Um, you you know you're a you've got a design studio. You're a a, a real world a traditional artist in in one form or another. Um, how does that match up with your goals for for PS Labs and like the integration between the digital and physical world? Um, and has that helped with like the cross chain um, abilities of PS Labs as well? Do you think? um so creating the art has never basically yes like uh i think over the time from creating so much stuff my background is in photography and specifically fashion photography commercial photography you know i've worked with like adidas benetton valentino like just every i've worked with like loads and loads of major brands so like they they I'm like they trust me to create things that sort of resonate with people. So the the real difficulty was to try to do that within like AI art because um it was just a t it's a totally new medium. Um but uh off the back of all the photography I do, we also run studios in Wimbledon. So other than making art, we service artists all day. Like we have like two or three thousand photographers and filmmakers in london that are our customers and clients and we service them day in day out every day for years 
And so I think that was like really good training for like, you know, you have like crypto communities, but I think like treating the customer service really as like customer service and like troubleshooting people's problems and, um, giving people like refunds when they're like, or like dealing with like when someone's unhappy to make sure they're like properly compensated for, uh, wrongdoings and stuff like that. And just, that whole side of things, I think I would have crumbled very quickly if I didn't have that experience. And on on the other side is we have serviced creatives for years. And I think the lab, even though we're here today to talk about the citizens, what we originally launched on Terra was the lab, which is like, we are letting people, we're just making the AI tooling like accessible and we're minting it as NFTs for them. and in some way it's just like servicing artists again so as a, like as someone who just kind of like not only has to produce art but like deals with artists and make sure they got everything they need and and we we get all the things that they need so that they're happy i think that like that sort of uh comes into comes into it all as well just like making sure that people, while they're doing their art, they got like everything they need to do it. And we continue to try to do that. I I think like it's very tough in the really fast moving world of like AI and web three, but uh, especially I have like zero background in both of those things prior to 2022. Um, So, but yeah, we're doing it. And um, uh, we've been, I think we're doing well, but I know we can do better. And and just is the, before I'm going to throw it over to Edwin and Tony in a moment just to see if there's anything um, they want to add in. But is this the AI engine that you're offering? Is there any like limitations on use, or can anyone go to your your website, which I'm going to pump here, labs.ps-lab.io, um, go and check it out? Um, can anyone go there and, and create AI? No, you need it. It's token gated, so you do need to go buy the X, the original X collection, which. You know, we do have plans for Polygon. Uh, it's all in due course. And it's not like, actually, the lab is lots and lots of different AI models. It's not just one. Uh, really, what the lab is, is like, we just keep a really close eye on all of the latest AI technology that comes out. And so in, into this next year, we're hoping it's like uh, music and 3D models and stuff like that. But we just like, look at what's good. We then optimize it. And then we like release it as a service. So currently I think we have about seven or eight services, AI generative art services on, on the lab. Um, and that is kind of like, actually like, I think everyone on Polygon's just seen the citizens, but uh, you know, the real heart of uh, the real sort of day to day heart of PS labs is like the lab and the rendering services and stuff like that. But the citizens is sort of like our flagship um, PFP project, which where we can show everyone like how good, like what we can do and how good we are at what we do. Uh, Because the lab is like, you know, as I said, like servicing creatives and like trying to make sure they can do all the things they want to do. But the citizens project, which we are just about to release, that is like our, that's totally done by us. And even members of our own team didn't see the collection until like only a week ago. 
And, you know, uh, I'm actually having to deal with people in our own team asking if they can keep the rarest NFTs. I'm like, absolutely not. You can go on the marketplace and, and bid on it. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with that, like, uh, uh, that FUD. No, 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 it makes complete sense. Um, I'm going to see if there's anything. Um, I don't know if Tony's with us or if he's struggling like with connection, but I'm going to see if Edwin's got anything to add, um, first of all, PSAT. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like uh, Matic Man keeps getting rugged for some reason, but we'll keep trying to get him up here. Um, I, we, got, Hi, Tom. we got Tom up here, though. How are you doing? Hi, guys. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, definitely. Welcome. Oh, yeah, no, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, David. <laughs> Is it all right if I quickly... Um, I'm very good. Thank you. Thanks for joining, man. I know you're... Um, Busy with your new family. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's keeping me and busy. I can't, I can't wait to come over. <laughs> I can't wait to come over and meet meet the meet your new, uh, new project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, just if I can introduce you to everyone, Tom Payton. We brought him on. How long ago was it where we just first sat down in the pub and we went through that exercise? Well, I think, of world I think building? yeah, I think it was this, there was like an interesting process where, you know, my background is I'm a filmmaker for a living, you know, uh, and a writer. And I think it started with you kind of just picking my brain about where you could, you know, narratively take the project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think we kind of, kind of like yeah. spitballing ideas. And then I think you approached me again. Is it like October? Where you were like, what? Why don't you? Yeah, come October. On, yeah, why don't you come on board and, and kind of help set a, a direction in terms of a you know an arc for sounds about the right. Universe. Yeah, so I think it was so. Like, basically, Tom Payton here, he's under selling himself. He's a feature film director. He's <laughs> produced about six or seven different feature films. Before that, he had like he's created hundreds of music videos on like MTV and all like the sorts of noughties period. Uh, music videos and went to advertising produced like more kind of like uh tv advertisements and then, then he went into feature films and uh has just basically just been killing it and so me and him are like close friends in london and i just knew i like i knew like i needed help in this in this sort of like world building and i just i just knew tom would be good at this uh because he is and um and then luckily for us we managed to like get him on board and we and so tom is like the creative director of the citizens project uh although he's recently had a, a kid so like kind of taken the reins a bit more recently but yeah he's uh really sort of mapped out the world and and the lore and all the stories and and like helped sort of like put down like a foundation for all the characters that we uh, designing that was a, that was so, a really yeah, great sell uh, david i feel like you should just be my pr for me forever <laughs> yeah that's fine man <laughs> if you do our pr i'll do your sounds PR. good <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i was uh i, I don't know tom I'll, I'll leave it over to you to just i guess yeah. i guess it's like interesting for you to talk about the first experience coming into the sort of citizens project and web free in particular because you had nothing to do with NFTs before this, right? No, no. So, I mean, I, I've, I've been fascinated with the AI space for, for quite a long time. And, um, you, you know, I think I watched like a, a short film back in like 2016 that had been written by, you know, feeding 50 scripts to a chatbot. So there was a bit of me that kind of always knew 
AI was going to be an integral part of creating art in general. Um, but in terms of the NFT space, it, this is my, my first experience in, and it's kind of been interesting, you know, from the film world, we kind of watch web three, uh, you know, with envious eyes, because there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, of money floating around in the space and there's a lot of creative freedom that you don't necessarily get within uh, the film world where, you know, you're dealing with like a hundred year old rigid structure of how you get stuff done and how you tell stories. So it was really interesting to, to sort of when that we first sat down, you know, and I've known David for a long time and he's, I know his kind of love for things like Lord of the Rings and, uh, you know, uh, universes like the Dune universe and stuff. And, so I could kind of see where his vision for, for citizens was going. Um, but, you know, David is like, a, I hope you don't mind me saying that, but you're like a, a million miles an hour guy. You know, he's he's that guy with, you know, every time you come up with one idea, he's got 10 already. And the thing with storytelling is sometimes it's it's good to kind of bring that focus to it. So that that was kind of what I saw my, my role in, in joining the project was to kind of lay these kind of set foundations for the stories that David could then go off and creatively go in any direction that he wants, but it's kind of all built on on like a solid foundation story wise, you know. But the thing is, though, is like, um, he, he's like, I, I, I'll like get to you, like lay the foundations in one point. I'll then do sort of like a little sprint and take it to like one level, and then I'll like exhaust myself, <laughs> and then I'm like, Tom, you, you need to come back in and. Uh, uh what about this and this and that and then like you like piecing things together and like uh, one thing i'm very much looking forward to is one day turning all of this into film yeah. and, and and like actual ip well that's kind because, of the um, exciting thing for me what's really why i kind of wanted to come on board with the project you know the characters and the world itself are so cool you know and, and i'm very involved at the moment on on you know the film side of things in we're making a lot of stuff inside Unreal Engine and using artificial intelligence for texturing and character building. And, and you know, it was kind of me looking at this project and going, actually, from a filmmaking perspective, there's so much potential to, to tell really cool stories using that tech that, you know, I'm kind of plugging in on the film stuff. And and I think David's vision for where he wants to take this kind of yeah. sounds really well. Uh, that's why I'm like, just, that, exactly. I'm just like, um as I, I know you've like got really gone down the rabbit hole with all of this stuff. And so I've just been like, just like you go Tom and just like learn how to do it. And then like uh, one day we're going to like, like drop this stuff into like, you know, with, with it all. But uh, you know, this is why I actually, I don't make roadmaps. I've learned to like not make roadmaps with our projects because it, it's impossible to like say whether these things are even possible in like the next like half year or year. And sometimes when you say something's possible, actually within one or two months it's outdated because AI moves so quickly. Mm. So that like a roadmap you've made for the entire year is totally obsolete after like one release of one software. And you're like, God damn, this, they've rugged us. We need to like redesign the entire roadmap. So I've like learned to like not design uh, roadmaps and to just wait until the technology comes along to facilitate like cool new stuff and that's like the most exciting and, and best part about like what we're doing with ai and nfts and all of these things 
Yeah, I, I fully agree. I mean, sorry, me and Tom Tony fun. just took over the conversation there. <laughs> I, I mean, it's up to you guys. You guys carry on talking. We've got some questions to try and, uh, you know, promote your polygon. No, 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 no. Let's chuck in <laughs> some questions. Now Tom's here. Questions are good. Now Tom's in here. Now Tom's in here. Let's chuck in the questions. Let's go. Um, I just want to see if Edwin wanted to add anything um, before we moved on, uh, PS Labs. And it's nice to meet you, Tom. Um, and nice it, to meet you too, man. Just a little joke. We definitely, we've got about half hour left, guys. So um, any retweets now, we'll get people in coming in to hear about Bodygon Citizens. Um, and if you want to come up and ask questions, we want to keep this moving for that reason. So that if there are any questions from, from anyone, we've got a bit of time to hit that up as well. Um, but, but over to Edwin quickly, and then we'll, we'll get into the Bodygon Citizens section of this. Yeah, just a comment here, Tom. It's funny that you mentioned uh, David with uh, his ideas, you know, because we've been working with him since the Terra days. And when we're going to launch the, I think it was the the Token O collection. And uh, I was like, hey, are we going to host a poker tournament? We're going to give our community some whitelist. And uh, he was like, the first thing he said was like, all right, can we give out to people that get this? type of uh card set up on the river and then you know if they finish the game with something like this i was just like that i I don't even know what you're talking about with poker so it's interesting (laughs) that you already had like five different ways to like dive deeper into giving that white list (laughs) yeah listen i mean look the thing with david is like he is um you know he's quite creatively pragmatic you know he's he's kind of evolving his vision for stuff all the time and you know when you're working with him in that sense you've got to you've got to keep on on your toes as well because you, you know you can go in a certain direction and then david comes at you with like four ideas and you're like ah that one's actually really cool okay forget that stuff let's let's look at this instead yeah yeah man no but I, i'm definitely excited to continue to work with david here because of the uh all the integration that he's doing with uh, the ai um kind of just the innovation that we're going through right now, right? There's so so many conversations about it. And, you know, going back to to Terra, what's interesting is that through PS Labs and through Distop AI, we're like, at least the Terra community has been engaged with text prompts and Mm. AI renderings and combining tokens with the text prompts to create something new. So, um, so yeah, so I'm I'm excited to to work with uh, the Polygon citizens right now and seeing, you know, the, the whole collection come out and having you Tom on on the team and adding that depth of lore I think it's huge because that adds just a different kind of uh, color to to the project and and I feel like that's something that a lot of projects may be missing right and uh, obviously it takes somebody with experience and and that creativity to build lore around a project um, and just to continue to add just color, right, and and bring in the community and and kind of build around with them. I think Mutants is another collection that's re- doing really good. Just releasing like a weekly thread on like a micro story around their project. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so it's cool to see see how you take this uh, story. Yeah, as well. I mean, I mean, look, you know, it's so funny. I did a I did a talk in London a couple of years ago uh, to a bunch of people in the film industry and. You know, I was I stood on stage and I was with there was there was somebody from BBC and someone from Channel Four and and I said by 2025, 90 percent of all creative stuff would be handled by AI and and people like audibly laughed, um you know but David is the is the other person that I've known who really kind of sees that potentially becoming the case as well and and I think the the interesting thing in terms of like being able to take these web free kind of collections and tell 
huge stories across them. I mean, it's kind of like a new frontier for storytelling, a bit like, you know, like tabletop board games were that in the 80s for like Dungeons and Dragons. And I think like the, the, the web free community kind of is this new space to play in and tell cool stories. So I'm really excited to be part of it. I think um, for, for me, the only risk is that we, we lose human creativity through this process. Um, and I think it's like personal opinion is really clear, to, like really important to clearly label what's like AI created and what's human created. Um, I, I really don't want to use that, lose that, 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 that aspect of humanity because I think AI is going to take over in so many other aspects of our lives as well, Tom. Um, but I yeah. really, really... Should sorry go on. sorry i i just um is a very hopefully quick point on that topic which you're not wrong but all i'll say is that throughout all the history of art technology has only increased its level of integration with how we create art anyway mm. so like you know from what was a brush in the hand became then uh, a little box capturing light on film uh, which then goes to that film moving even faster to create video to then like a digital screen and the graphics pen on like a magnet on a magnetic strip, which records the pen movement to then like, obviously now like text. Uh, but basically what we've done is we've removed the dexterous skill, the dexterity elements of art creation from the process all the way down to more of like a cerebral uh process of like using words being concise or not concise or or you know you can do anything you can be concise not concise you can be totally like rem like poetic or very 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 pragmatic like and it's just like and then it does something else so even though i t like i think it's going to be very interesting to see how all of that plays out i kind of agree in some places where art needs to be watermarked but i think that's only in the case of deep fakes um but other than that i think it's fine but um that's just my opinion i totally respect your opinion and, and understand where that comes from as well though uh, please don't think i'm against ai i think it's hugely exciting i think it's going to offer us massive no, no, potential no, yeah, yeah. and i think i totally i totally get that problem of like uh people not being able to tell what's the truth anymore but i think we live in like a post-truth era anyway already I, I, we could talk about this all night long, David. <laughs> we really could, and Tom. But I really want you guys to talk about polygon yeah, surgery. So um, look, let's let's yeah, get yeah, there because we're going to run out of time. Otherwise, as fascinating as this conversation is. Um, I think what where, where do you want to start with polygon citizens like it's obviously you've you've explained that it's a collection that you you're adding storytelling and law into it as you're going um do you want to start with the release date and the price and what people are going to get for it or do you want to tell yeah, us a little sure. bit more about the build of it um so i mean release date price all that stuff's easy it's in on the 17th so it's like very soon uh prices for like og whitelist which is our like current holders 33 dollars then whitelist which is like all the press we've been doing recently 44 dollars and then that public will be $55. Uh, supply uh, is two and a half thousand of them. And uh, yeah, that's all like the technical mint spec is max two mint on like OG on whitelist and then public is 10 max mint. Uh, in terms of like the build of the project, it's been rebuilt over four or five times now. 
we have like there's not a single character in in the collection as it stands that was there in the beginning it's been remade over and over and over again and we've deleted every single character uh like i as, as like maybe tom was mentioning earlier like i'll just come into work and just tell everyone to delete all of the project and we start again just because new technology comes out like just making the entire collection obsolete and so i'm like yeah we can't possibly like produce the collection with like this when like this is now out so let's rebuild the whole thing and that happened like two or three times <laughs> during the whole process but just because the technology came out and changed the way just because we had to build it using new technology all the time it actually really helped with them. Um, you know, getting that story in there and making sure these characters are like meaningful. And like, when you look at them, they like act, when you look at them, it tells a story. That's like, we actually like managed to get that level where like, I think like in the beginning, it didn't quite have that. It felt like all just sets of characters that all had like a trait and they all had that trait and their sets of those traits, right? But I think what we've achieved with the collection now is like, every single character like they just like you look at them and they like make you laugh or they look cool or like they nothing is in there that hasn't passed through like the the sort of the chopping board more than like five times already so we've already like killed off every single character i've gone through like every day for weeks and just gone through back to front the collection and just 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 chopping hundreds of characters at a time until we're left with like what we have now, like the two and a half thousand that will be released on the 17th. And they're there because like, when I look at them, they make me like feel something and they got character and they, they, I love them and like, or I hate them, <laughs> you know, uh, but that's why they're there. And that's like, um, that was the process. It was like, uh, for the, for the purpose, people working with me in the studio is, is sometimes there's some heartbreaking days where I like come in and delete half the work, but um, you know, I think the payoff is there because you know, the reactions we've had have been like uh, awesome. I, I just, and they've only just seen like single characters from the collection. They haven't, no one's seen the full collection yet. So uh, I just can't wait for people to see the whole thing at, at its entire scale. Uh, if something evokes emotion from you, uh, it's likely to evoke emotion from from someone else. So um, that's that's got to be a good way to go about being selective about your art, wherever it is, whatever format of art you're putting out. Um, so many exciting things in there. Um, it, you know, you, it's a PFP project. Have you generated this with traits, or are they more created on a one of one basis? so that's a great question um we we had to like sort of invent or create an entire workflow even from the day one when we started doing ai we, we had to create like a vernacular we had to create a workflow we had to create like all these processes on like how we work together and like even data structure and archiving of all the renders and then like uh, spreadsheets of dealing with thousands of these things and minting all of it at one go into play different places. Like we've had to create workflow from day one around all of these things. And so um, there is trait structure, but they are all one of ones. So 
every like they they you know if someone has a trait it's not it doesn't look exactly the same as the trait of like the other one like for example we've got like a big group called um the mandem um and they are all like rastafarian uh characters and they're across like like different species like we got some hedgehog rastafarians we've got some ape rastafarians like humans blah blah blah. and then we got another trait which is called the love is love trait and then they're all like um essentially they're just like uh look like they've just come from a gay pride festival and um there's probably about 20 of them and they're across like you know they've got like a, a group of pugs that look like they've just come from a gay pride festival and we've got a bunch of humans and so they say it's like we're mixing them all but they all look different and um so so in some way yes the trait structure is like there but that is actually the that is actually the real difficulty in creating like an ai project is like uh the trait structure and how you it's like a giant when you finish all the rendering it's like a giant jigsaw puzzle jigsaw puzzle and that is actually why we have to delete so much because it's like things that don't fit into the jigsaw puzzle have to like go and we need to like fill the empty spaces with characters that like fit the the whole puzzle and um so so yeah building the metadata even takes one or two weeks after the collection's finished it's kind of like reverse engineering a concept in a weird way um is like the only kind of I don't know analogy or explanation I can I can I can fathom from what you said. Um, I've got a couple more questions about the collection. Then um, I, we should see if anyone else wants to to come up. Um, if if Edwin's not got too many questions for you as well, um, the way I understand it, and this is from Edwin, so thank you, Edwin. Um, but the, the people that are going to collect are going to have access to to tools that you're offering. Um, are they going to be primarily polygon based or are they just going to be kind of like ai based that people can choose what to do with them um we we're going to try to do everything interchain as much as possible i think that's like i want people to sort of like remove that idea of polygon stargaze all that stuff um just sort of interact in all, all the different places all at the same time you know but essentially, in the beginning, well, probably not immediately, it might be a while. The reason for that is that we created the Polygon Citizens using like the most recent stuff. And so if we want to do anything that's like significantly better or significantly like feels like an improvement on like what we've just made and going to release, we probably have to give it like a bit of time for like the technology to vastly improve. And it will, it absolutely will. So um, there's lots of things we can do very immediately, things we've already done with Citizens and Stargaze. But honestly, it, you know, for example, Citizens and Stargaze were released in Mar May, like 2022. And they, they look like their faces are like very abstract mushy messes that kind of look cool. It was like the first PFP project uh, like ever produced by AI. And so we, they're, they're like uh they're very abstract but like people like them a lot anyway like they were produced a long time ago so now we recently released the utility where we like upgrade them make them like 10 times better because the technology is 10 times better and so we're that's the utility and they can like choose nfts from other projects and we'll make versions of that for them anyway that would be like the first 
sort of idea to just do the same thing we did with the Stargate Citizens, but honestly, like because it wouldn't feel like a significant upgrade at this point. Um, we are looking at sort of how do we make things like sub DAOs very valuable, like not just gimmicky and like you know really looking in on the community building aspects of like all these like we built so many sub like little sub communities into this collection uh that like we've got like a whole group of like chefs like these little dachshund dogs that are like culinary chefs and i like so i'm like we've got all the that's like a food for foodies and like we've got like so many little subcultures in there that i'm like wondering maybe we just focus in on the sub dow building and construction and then like later down the line when ai is on like another tier again then then we'll do something with the actual artwork itself i'm gonna i'm gonna hold you to a quick answer here um but is there any way for people that buy this collection to get involved with the storytelling aspect of the collection uh yes it's already happening we're already taking like people's uh storytelling uh and and wrapping it up into story and letting them create new characters and stuff like that so yes Perfect. Um, thank you very much. And um, guys, if you've got any questions, like, hit that mic button. We've got time to to have a couple of requests if there are any. Um, I suppose the final thing from from me is so like you know, like any other business for you. Is there anything that you or Tom feel like you haven't said that you want to say, or um, anything that you want to highlight? And then um, I'll see if Edwin's got any questions before we see if there's uh, any questions from anyone listening. Tom, I don't know if you got, you you've been quiet for a bit. If you want to say anything, um... yeah, no, I think I think I'm just excited about the future of, of what this is going to grow into over the next year. And and like David said, it's you know it's a project that has a lot of love and, and attention in it, and that makes it exciting for me creatively. So I'm just pleased to be on board, really. I, I'm really excited for it. I know a couple of people that have already pushed making films um within nfts and in, in, in and around the polygon space and obviously don't want to highlight them because this is about you um but as you move towards <laughs> that if um if you're you know like i've got those kind of connects and i'm more than happy to to sort of you know push people your way so you can ask questions as you as you get to that point but um i'm gonna go to edwin sure. uh, Tom. yeah Craig. i mean this is uh, yeah sure yeah go ahead Tom. finish your thought and then we'll go to the night some peasants here no, I, I was just going to say, you know, I think that the, the, I know a lot. I know a lot of filmmakers who are playing in that NFT space, and you know, they kind of lock themselves into the tradition. They, they can't pull themselves out of that traditional filmmaking model, and they're trying to kind of graft it onto the NFT space. Whereas, I think what's exciting about this project is it's reversing it the other way, where it's like, how do we make a film, you know, or media? within the space as it exists and not try to graft pre-existing concepts of filmmaking onto it. Yeah. I think that's one thing that's what's gonna make it cool. One thing I've noticed the way like most people have approached funding their films through NFTs is like they straight up like release something and say like this is going to fund our film. This is like some kind of equity in that film kind of thing. Essentially like what we've done is like we've just created the entire like law structure and all the characters and everything. And like down the line, we can do all sorts of things with sort of casting calls with these characters and, and you know, uh, licensing of them and blah, 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 blah. 
like i don't know these are just like ideas right of like all the stuff we can do on top of all this architecture but um uh go on uh, the next question we could stay there all night as well i'm sure um edwin quickly and then um we've got knights and peasants up here i'd love to hear from yeah go ahead is that fantastic there knights and peasants Hey guys, yep, it's Jen. <laughs> um, first of all, I just wanted to say that I'm really excited for this Mint. You guys were my first Terra project and when Terra went down, I was really gutted to lose everything with you. And then to find out you're still going and coming to Polygon is just, it's so awesome. I'm really stoked for that. Um, both of my questions are completely self-serving. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to know how rare is the rainbow traits because I really want them. <laughs> and also, can you give us some alpha on which of the rarer traits? Uh, okay, no, that's a good question. So the rainbow traits is probably only like 20, 20 to 25 characters. So what's that, like 0.1%? I don't know. You tell me 1%, 0.1%. It's oh, very no. It's very late. Where I'm, I'm never going. I'm I'm no. queen of minting commons. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Like all the con. Uh, there are a few commons, but they don't look common. That's what the thing about like the commons. I think in our collection is that they they don't. Oh, they they kind of some of them do look common. Like in Zenin, we rendered like a whole like most of them. All the commons they just look like homeless, like vagrants who just look ragged as hell and like in it but in that sense i like kind of love the way they look like they just they just look like they've been through the shit and they and i just love it like they've got wonky eyes they have like no legs you know they've got 20 fingers whatever like they're just weird and um so uh, even the commons, I think there's a lot in even just in the common area, like that you might see something and you'd be like, oh, I really like that. Um, but the rarer traits, I would say, like there's all the royal royalty ones. Uh, there's the blue tigers. There's these blue fire tigers that we made. There's only two of them in the entire collection. They're like these. Uh, there's a part of the feline class and feline race, and there's just two of these tigers in there the rest are like lions and cats but there's only two tigers we created something called the diamond hand council which is like a big group of white apes that are just like covered in diamonds and uh they are pretty cool and but there's quite a few of them actually there's maybe 20 or 30 of them as well um uh, what else is there oh the inked mole rats so we did a whole group of like mole rats that are like totally tatted up and they uh, they just look ridiculous, to be honest. But like they're hilarious, and they they're great, uh, and they're like some of my favorite characters. Um, we did a whole squadron of sheep, like really elite military sheep. Um, we did like an explorer society. We do. There's four giraffes, so there's only four giraffes. No, five. There's four adult giraffes in the whole collection. And there's one baby giraffe. So giraffes are rare. Uh, yeah, there's like there's, there's so many things I can keep going for like five ten minutes. But yeah, there's really really a lot of different things in there. Even even like there there's so many different kinds of things that you might end up getting something that's rare 
because like everything is like kind of got its own little subcategories everywhere. As I said, it's like a giant jigsaw puzzle. I, I mean, if you if you came in on that and it sounded surreal, I mean, I've been listening for the best part of an hour and it sounded quite surreal to me. So um, that, that's that's awesome, though. Like the the kind of what's the right word? Um, the amount of differences that you've got going through there, like there's going to be a lot in there to, to cater to people. Um, and so, sorry, Sean, if I've overtaken. And, and uh, but there's one quick question for me that comes off of that. Do people get to choose or is it a blind mint? It's random. It's random mint. They won't get to choose. Like our lead developer wanted one of the blue tigers, one of the blue fire tigers. And he said he was getting very um, upset with me. And I just said, absolutely not. Um, and uh, yeah, whoever, I, I hope he mints it. I hope he mints it. He better get in there with his trigger finger and, and I hope he gets it. But um, yeah, it's all random mint. We're not allocating anything to anyone. And um, there should, even if we have a hundred percent whitelist mint, there should still be about like five hundred or a few hundred left. But obviously, realistically, we would look at about thirty percent of people in whitelist minting, maybe. So hopefully, there should still be about a fa- like half the collection out on for public. Um, and hopefully, we'll sell them all. Who knows? Um, I hope so. Did that answer everything for you? That was great. Thank you. Good luck for your mint. I'm going to be max minting. Yeah. And, and thank you so much for, oh my God, your help. Yeah. The knights and peasants are crazy. And um, once things die down a bit for us, I, I would love to just do like a whole screen record of us just playing your game. Um, and just uh, like a sort of a Twitch live stream, just playing knights and peasants. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll catch up on that later. Oh, and then also rendering knights and peasants as citizens. That would be cool. You've got to stop saying things that are future possibilities when you get on Spaces, David. Like, your team is not going to like you very much. Um, we've got one more uh, person up here to ask a question. I don't know if it's Rainer or Ken or Phoenix, but um, the guys at the diner are awesome. Um, how are you doing? Hi, it's Raina. Um followed Dave over here and I don't have questions but I want to congratulate you this has been a fascinating story you're all brand new to me I'm one-third of the diner crew there's three of us Ken Raina and Phoenix and I do our marketing I'm an artist too um but we don't personally do AR work but we are three current and former educators so learning new technology on the forefront and knowing how people are going to use it is just ingrained in all of us so i'm just fascinated with ai and just diving into it all myself so i can start practicing and learning and understanding how people are using it and i can't wait to follow you guys and your project and what you're doing so Awesome. Um, uh, first of all, thank you so much. Like, um, I, I was just looking into your banner. Is that Chubby's Diner? It is. Yeah, we've got someone in our team called Chubby, so he's going to love that. And um, <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, I'm looking for, I can't wait to look into your project as well. And I, if you ever need anyone to just sort of um, do a Learn straight from. half hour, exactly, <laughs> straight half hour of like what, everything that's happening in ai i'll I'll like just i'll so happily just 
tell everyone what's going on and what's happening next and what happened before and all these things like uh because uh you know it's crazy it's just so exciting like all the all the stuff that's going on in this space so i i i'd just love to be able to share it with everyone and just and if we do that i want to see what everyone makes I want to see what they make using all the tooling and they have to send it back and show me what they've done. That's so cool. I, I'll keep this short because I know we're coming to the very end. Um, CC, hi, hi CC, that's her Twitter handle. I went to her Christmas bazaar for her company, CJ Meta Events. Anyway, that was my first experience with an AI lesson and she did it live. You know, we're all sitting on the couch watching her do it and we're trying it at the same time just interacting and that's what got me started anyway with that aside i would be interested to talk to you um we do saturday twitter spaces for education and we also once a month invite anybody who wants to come and talk kind of in an intimate group um and come up to our stage in our metaverse and share in our chubby oh, cool. part. i'd love to totally talk to you guys about that totally up for it and the fact that you just said you have a metaverse and i hope it looks like that diner uh, oh it does it does you have to go you have (laughs) oh brilliant yeah we've got four different metaverses two kind of on the outskirts of new things and two and one that we use a lot it's chubby's food truck park so but we can talk we can talk later i didn't mean to you know chubby's actually in here if you scroll down a bit you'll see chubby baby okay um he's in our team so I think he's gonna be all over this, but uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, it was lovely to speak to you, and um, I'm you gonna well. like follow you right now. There you go. Cool. And I think this is why Edwin wanted me to to come in and, and help with these a little bit is uh, because of um, the potential of interaction between new communities um, and getting people to support the larger community on on whole, you know. Um, definitely, I've been looking for people to support with lessons, essentially, for AI, for Polygon Alliance for a while, if people have got free time. And just on the AI thing, um, if you're interested in AI, have a look at futurepedia.io. Um, there are a list of free resources on on there for AI, um, and I think there's over 150 right now. Um, so, uh, the PS Labs, it's been incredible chatting to you and Tom tonight. And um, your mint for whitelist is going to be $33 and limited to two wallets. And then uh, you've got a couple of other other price points. Is that right? Um, going up to $55 for people yeah. that have never interacted. We got two. Before. Yeah, so two whitelist phases. Our original community get $33. Our all, all like sorts of new community get $44. That's all through the whitelist giveaways that have been going all over Twitter over the past week. And then like anyone who's just coming in at public phase, that's $55. So it's just 30, 40, 50 essentially. Um, and um, yeah, the, the whitelist will start at 1 a.m. in the morning on the 17th. What, the what, 1 a.m. what time? 1 a.m. what time? UTC, UTC. So it's evening in America, and I'll go on for twelve hours, and then and then people in normal whitelist will have six hours at one p.m. UTC, and then at seven p.m. UTC, that's when the public will open. So we're going to open at prime time um, UTC. 
does that price just go up to to fifty five dollars at uh, when it goes like fully open, or do people who've been yes, wireless yes. still have their original prices? No, I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think the One Planet has the. Um, I don't think how you say that interaction exists on on the website. So it's just white, like timed whitelist phases. So yeah, we're going to be trying to make sure we make as much noise as possible, just to like make sure people actually do their mint to get their discount and stuff. Uh, last start, last citizens collection we dropped sold out in one minute forty seconds. So I just want to make sure people actually like get their mint if they're on these white lists because, um, yeah, last time it was crazy. I'm not saying it's gonna, obviously it would be amazing if that happens again. But uh, who who knows what's going to happen? Uh, obviously, I I want to make sure like the people who are on these white lists uh, get get them in. That 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 that's me done. Um, thank you very much for your time tonight. I'm going to throw it over to Edwin. Find out if we've got time for this last question or not, because Edwin's the host, and then then let him close us down. It's been um, really nice to meet you, David and Tom. Um, guys, go and follow PS Labs. Um, go and give that tweet at the top uh, a retweet. Go and help them spread their message so that their community knows what's happening, when it's happening, and how they can be included. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Let's get some last thoughts from Sh uh, Shan here, and then we'll close it out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just saw that, um, is it Piak, is that how you say it? Shared with me a fairy. Are there fairies? Sorry, I know this is a really dumb last question. It's hard to tell if they're fairies or not. They, we have a set of children that are like mecha robots that have wings and they have like like energy around them and stuff. So they, we have like these winged humanoid sort of mecha characters. Uh, we did have, so as I was saying, like we re-rendered this collection four or five times, we did have fairies. There was a lot of fairies, but I deleted all of them. And um, we had like an entire sort of subset of like butterfly alien characters, but they're all gone now. Um, and they've been replaced with like these sort of mecha winged children. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they are super rare, actually. Like, there's only probably three of them um, in the whole collection. Nice. Super cool. I'm definitely excited to see the whole collection come out. I know your first Citizen collection had some pretty uh, awesome characters. Like, I remember seeing one with, like, a Elon Musk head <laughs> and that seems to be one of the popular oh, yeah uh so we do have some famous people in this collection uh i'm not gonna like we've deliberately obviously not shared who they are but we've rendered like some one of ones of like real life celebrities into the collection uh as like different animals so they were pretty tough to do but like they're they're in there and whoever gets one of those is gonna be like so the guy who minted Elon Musk uh, was so, yeah, yeah, he basically became the boss of Stargaze for his PFP. So I, I, like, I, I'm not going to, everyone will see the character, like the characters. I think there's two, two one of ones. I'd say three 
maybe three like who are just like real celebrities in real life and they'll be they sh should hopefully be pretty obvious and this is the exciting part about the random box and the launch pad and, and the minting right that you you get the nft and you don't know what you're getting and so uh you know that that adds to the hype around the project and especially if you got some cool art or if you're looking forward to specific traits uh, you know that's something that Chan has been curious about yeah so that definitely adds a, a lot of i fun. mean people um pe people are at the end of the day paying like quite a lot of money for this experience and everything right so we just want to make sure that experience is like crazy good and that like you know the the after effect is really satisfying as well so um yeah yeah so i i mean we do we we're doing our best there's a lot of great uh pfp nft projects obviously on all the different chains so this is our our sort of um our little hand in in all of that all right david and tom well thank you guys for your time and for sharing some details about the polygon citizens and ps labs in general so if there are any other questions definitely feel free to reach out to ps labs or uh, feel free to dm us at one planet on our discord we'll help you guys out as well uh, definitely check out our platform so that you're ready to mint once that launchpad is ready to go if you have any questions with USDC or um, MetaMask or anything like that, um, definitely reach out. And uh, thank you, Dave, for helping us uh, host the space and Sean for coming out. Diner, thank you. Matic Man, I see you still hanging out here. Sorry, you know, we were, you're having tech issues today, but uh, we'll get that uh, fixed for the next one. Um, but with that, guys, thank you for your time that you were spending this hour and 10 minutes with us. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, next week we will have cypher wars as our guests and uh, they will be minting on the 26th but um uh, before that we'll have the hellcats remint on the 20th as well so uh take care everybody enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch you on the next twitter space thanks so much everyone bye thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was From Idea to Launchpad with PS Labs, hosted by OnePlanet, recorded on Sunday, January 15th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke blows in when I start a session Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded
get into the shit and line them up. Just another fixed game of try my luck. Go lighten up, dog. It could always be worse. Unless you're in the back of a hearse. Then you're dead or putting in new speakers. It's a toss-up driver or just tweakers. Don't stress, yo. I've done the research. Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs. It's a remake. Off the cutting floor, we take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake. Tastes great, less filling. Less stress, more killing. As he blew the cornerstone out the building. And the box came tumbling down all humble. Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle. Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle. Getting high in space with the Hubble. Spaces.